Greetings, friends. Thanks for joining me this morning. It is Monday, and as usual, we are looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking for Psalm 107 this morning, which is a psalm of praise. I'm going to read you a little bit of commentary from Matthew Henry to start that. And then we are looking to get our wisdom this morning from Proverbs chapter 25. I pray that you'll be blessed this morning, that you'll be strengthened, that you'll be encouraged as you start your week. We live in a wild world, a world of uncertainty and just bizarreness. And more than ever, we need to be like many of these writers of these psalms where we're just focusing our thoughts on above and where we're praising him every day for continuing to provide and protect even amongst this world of complete and utter madness. So open up your hearts and let's see what the word of God has to say for us this morning. Just a little prequel. Here's what Matthew Henry says about the beginning of this psalm. He says, in these verses, there is a reference to deliverance from Egypt and perhaps that from Babylon. But the circumstances of the travelers in those countries are also noted. It is scarcely possible to conceive the horrors suffered by the hapless traveler when crossing the trackless sands exposed to the burning rays of the sum of the of the sum the words described their case whom the lord has redeemed from the bondage of satan who passed through the world as a dangerous and dreary wilderness often ready to faint through troubles fears and temptations those who hunger and thirst after righteousness after God in communion with him, shall be filled with the goodness of his house, both in grace and glory. Let's read Psalm 107, King James Bible this morning. Let's begin. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, Whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. He led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God, contemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, 
He brought down their heart with labor. They fell down. There was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and he brake their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Please note, one of the themes that we're seeing here is basically the fullness, the foolishness of the of the sinner, right? Even even the those of us who have a relationship with God, we fall into foolishness and into our follies, and then what do we have to do? We have to cry out to the Lord, and then He delivers us. And that's the theme that we're hearing over and over here. And each time, it ends with this statement, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Continuing on, verse 16. For He hath broken the gates of brass, and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distress. He sent his word and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Please note, it says that fools, because of their transgression, so because of their sin, because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Why are they afflicted? Because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities. They draw near to the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distress. Matthew Henry says this, If we knew no sin, we should know no sickness. Sinners are fools. They hurt their bodily health by intemperance and endanger their lives by indulging their appetites. This their way is their folly. The weakness of the body is the effect of sickness. I just think that's a, a just brilliant statement and really something to chew on and think about. If it weren't for the if it weren't for sin, there would be no sickness, obviously. And how many of us, including myself, indulge appetites at times knowing that it's harmful to our bodies and to our health and to our mind but like fools who lack self-control we do it anyway and then what do we have to do woe is me lord please help me god is so gracious and merciful and that's the point of this psalm the psalmist pointing out that in spite of the fact that we do really stupid things, we make really stupid mistakes, get ourselves in these situations to the point where our only 
hope is to cry out to the Lord. And instead of saying, sorry, you guys are idiots. What does he do? It says, he sent his word. He healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Continuing on, verse 22. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea and ships that do business in great waters. These see the work of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raises the stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul was melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunken men and are at the wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distress. He maketh the storm to calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then they are glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth rivers into wilderness, and water springs into dry ground. A fruitful land unto barrenness, for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth their wilderness into a standing water, and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the hungry to dwell that they may prepare a city for habitation and sow the fields and plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of increase. He blesses them also that they are multiplied greatly and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again, they are minished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet sitteth he, the poor on high, from affliction, and maketh him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. And that is our psalm for this morning. I hope it's encouraged and strengthened you. Let's get some wisdom now from Proverbs. We're looking at, what did I say, Proverbs 26 this morning? Proverbs 25 this morning. Warnings and instructions continued. Let's have a look. Verse 1. These are also Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied out. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Right out of the gate, please note, 
this is a, a, a verse that I've pondered on and chewed on for many years. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. I believe there's just certain things, certain truths, and certain levels of understanding that we can get about God and about His Word and those types of things. It's really limited to the majority of human beings who have ever lived. But to those whose heart's greatest desire is to seek out these things, He reveals those mysteries too. He makes it easier to understand. He makes it more clear. Why? Because they commit their lives to knowing Him and knowing His Word. I believe that's what's, or a truth that's being said here. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the honor of kings is to search out a matter. F.B. Meyer says, The glory of God is too great to be disclosed to the vulgar eye of just mere curiosity. But it will be unfolded to the royal souls that seek for it as for hidden treasure. See, the layman, the average person who just, they, it's about the heart. It's about the posture in which you approach God's word and the mysteries of God. If the posture is casualness, then God will be casual towards that person. But if the posture is, this is, the, this is hidden treasure, so much so that I would sell everything. Remember the story Jesus told? I'd sell everything I own so I can buy the field for that one little treasure that I found there. That's the approach, the attitude that God has towards his mysteries, towards his word. Let's continue on. Verse 3. The heaven for height and the earth for depth, and the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne shall be established in righteousness. Put not forth thyself in the presence of a king, and stand not in the place of great men. For better it is that is be said unto thee, Come up hither, than thou shouldest be put lower in the presence of the prince whom thy eyes have seen. Go not forth hastily to strive, lest thou know not what to do in the end thereof, when thy neighbor hath put thee to shame. Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself, and discover not a secret to another, lest he that heareth it put thee to shame, and thy family, infamy turn not away. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and a picture of silver. As an earring of gold and as an ornament of fine gold, so is a wise reprover upon an obedient ear. 
as the cold of snow in the time of harvest. So is a faithful messenger to them that sent him, for he refreshes the soul of his master. Whoso boasts himself of a false gift is like clouds of wind without rain. By long forbearing is a prince persuaded, and a soft tongue breaketh the bone. Hast thou found honey? Eat so much as is sufficient for thee, lest thou be filled therewith and vomit it. Withdraw thy foot from thy neighbor's house, lest he be weary of thee and so hate thee. What's this? What's that say? It's saying don't overstay your welcome. Don't be stopping by all the time. Or it's going to get to the point where it's the neighbors no longer excited. Your friends no longer excited to see you, but instead they're like, oh, here we go again. Continuing on. A man that beareth false witness against his neighbor is a maul and a sword and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. As he taketh away a garment in cold weather, and as vinegar upon nitre, so is he that singeth songs to a heavy heart. If thy enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. You, you've heard, kill them with kindness. That's, <laughs> that's our saying for exactly what's being said here. Yeah, that person who's just always angry, always mean to you, and you just, you'd make the decision, I'm going to kill them with kindness, right? If thy enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Verse 23, The north wind driveth away rain, so doth an angry countenance a backbiting tongue. It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. As cold waters to thirsty souls, so is good news from a far country. A righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. It is not good to eat much honey, so for men to search their own glory is not glory. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. And that is the end of our Proverbs for this morning. That last one, self-control, right? He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. You're leaving yourself exposed because you have no self-control. I pray you've been strengthened this morning. 
I pray you've been blessed. I pray you've received some wisdom and some encouragement. Thank you for listening. Thank you for praying for this work. Thank you for your financial support. Couldn't do this without you. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.